our biggest problem for the past five years since I've been, you know, involved in presenting these cases was space. When you're talking about cases that are twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars, and you have a dentist say, Oh yeah, you should do a, a full, you know, double hybrid, you should do fix, it's it almost becomes it's like the patient sitting there going, you know, I really want to do this case, but I'm not interested in buying you a porch. If someone wants to be able to have implants and pull them out and clean them, you're not going to recommend an all on for it. Try to help other people get what they want. And generally speaking, you'll get what you want, but you got to focus on the other people first. Welcome to another episode of the Full Arch Advantage podcast. I'm your host, Gary Bird. I'm the founder of SMC National, where we help you create, convert, and close more full arch cases so you can grow the way that you want. But you can't grow if you don't know how to get patients to say yes in the chair. And today I have one of the best of the best joining us, Stacy, who is a case and finance manager at her one office that's doing over 80 full arch cases this month. And you're going to be blown away by some of the things that she shares because it's not what most people are talking about in the industry. She's going to share some very practical advice that will help you get your practice to where you want to go and make sure that patients are getting the treatment that they need. Stay tuned. All right, Stacey. So why don't you tell me what you about? Like, just tell me how many cases you guys are doing a month or how many starts or arches, however you guys measure that and kind of what uh, the size of your organization and what you're working with. Yeah, so um, that's a that's a great question. We actually just our biggest problem for the past five years since I've been, you know, involved in presenting these cases was space. So mm-hmm. we were working with six ops. One was hygiene, um, and at that point, we were doing we were roughly doing about five to five 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 hundred to five hundred and fifty a month in um, in collections. Wow! So. I, I got together. So this is actually my dad's former practice. Um, a doctor named Dr. Valadez bought the practice from my father. The one thing we needed was more space. We literally had no space. Like we couldn't even fit leads in. Um, we were just completely. So we got together. We took over the suite next door. And we literally in January just finished. We added three new surgical suites um, and my office. I have my own office back here. It's, you know, the consultation room. Um, and now we are doing this year, pr- we're projecting to do about 8 million in collections um, in one office. So we're doing, <laughs> you're going to think this is a little crazy. Um, we're doing about, we're literally doing about 70 arches a month, um, right. whether it be, yeah, full fixed, or we also do removable um, overdentures. And how many, how many locations? You, I heard you say you had one. multiple offices, just one, all one location? No, this is one location. Got it. We okay. just did a build out. So we took over the suite next door and we combined it. So we have one sterilization unit. Mm-hmm. So it just walks through like, so it's all under one, 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 and, one place. You know, and exactly. are you, are you the one selling all those cases? Are you the one that kind of at the I, center of all of them? Yep. I sell, I pretty much take on any case that's over, you know, $5,000. We have like a treatment coordinator up front. My title is case and finance manager. And so any full arch, or even we'll sell, you know, $25,000 GP cases with IV yeah. sedation. Um, yeah, we just, uh, it was interesting because when my dad owned the practice, he basically, you know, had his office manager presenting the cases and they were converting mm-hmm. at about 20%. 
<laughs> and I just, I have a 20 year sales background. Um, and I basically stumbled into the industry and he said, I have something for you. He said, he didn't want to put me into that role. I had a lot to learn. He said, I'm going to teach you. We're going to look at these x-rays and I'm going to teach you about these cases. And you call those 80% of people that we aren't closing and I'll just pay you a commission on the cases you close. And that's how it started. Hey, I got a secret for you. Dental marketing agencies are dead. You got that right. Dental marketing agencies aren't performing the way that they used to because there's so much more complications to growing a dental office than just getting a marketing company. At SMC, we are passionate about being a growth partner and helping your practices grow the way that you want. And we have a free newsletter that goes out every single month at dentalmarketingdigest.com. If you sign up, it's free. And there's over a thousand practices that are already getting these free tips. You don't want to miss out. Sign up now. Links below. That's so cool. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That is. That's (laughs) absolutely crazy. And this is why I love having these conversations because every kind of everybody has these stories, but yours is obviously unique to you in 70 cases. So we got the right people, right, right person on the show today. You were referred to me to, to talk to And I'm really excited to t- kind of talk through that because where are you getting those 70 people? I know you guys are in San Diego, but what, how, how do those people find you um, to, to even get those 70 opportunities to, to get to do treatment to every month? Yeah, it's interesting because, and I find this a lot because I do some consulting for dentists to help them kind of transition from GP to full arch. And one thing you hear all the time, and I feel bad for marketing companies, is like, the marketing's not good. The market, it's, you know what? And I always say, it's not the marketing. Marketing brings you opportunity. It's what you do with the opportunity oh. that brings you money, obviously. Okay, so wait, wait. Least, guys, just so everybody's clear, I did not pay <laughs> her to say this. I did not script this for her. This is not something I told her to say. This is like 100% first time we're talking. But you're like, I, I say it differently because I'm a marketing company and I can't just come out and write say that. But I'm like, hey, guys, there's a lot of opportunities for marketing to fail uh, along the way before they get to your office. And they're the hardest, they're the hardest patients to get a yes from by far. Yeah. And so it's 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 crazy how much missed opportunity is going on out there just for, um, you know, in dentistry, it's like dentists don't know sales and they weren't trained on that and they don't really understand the whole sales cycle and lead calls. And so it's it's a tricky thing. And um, and I realized, you know, when I then then when I real quick, I'm going to get back to your question. Yeah. But when the, the new dentist bought the practice, his name's Dr. Valadez he put me in the role of actually presenting the cases. My dad didn't want to rock the boat. His office manager had been doing that for years. Dr. Valadez was like, hell no, you're presenting these cases. And I, my conversion's like 80%. I mean, I obviously have a sales background and I have a, I have a, you know, a passion for dentistry. It's in my blood. My father was a dentist and I learned, I would sit in on surgeries with Dr. Valadez to learn the knowledge, read books and like diagnosis. I learned as much as I could, but to answer your question, how do we get these 70 cases a month? We spend, so you should be spending about 10% of your collections on marketing. Um, but it's crazy. Most people, I don't know. I'm just looking at, I know some of the big players like in San Diego and Orange County. And, you know, you have offices that are doing a million a month, but they're spending 200,000 in marketing. We yep. spend about 40,000 a month in marketing. It's a combination of TV. We do which, local. Which, for the, yeah. which is not a ton, like. And it's a lot of money for one practice. I will say that, but it's not a ton of money 
for the amount of cases that you're seeing? No, we're we're do we're project. You know, this month we're projecting to do eight hundred thousand. So it, that's five percent. Small, um, it's on the smaller side of the budget. So, so how are you? How are you getting that many patients in then for that for that amount of budget? Like, are you getting a lot of referrals or? Well, no, it's not even that. It all boils down to the conversion. So it's like mm-hmm. I only see like you know four patients a day, but if I convert three and they're high end cases, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so I see some. Yeah. So let me. So let me. Let me ask you this. So why? In your brain, compared to everybody you've seen, everybody you've talked to, you kind of understand the, the 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 dental industry. Why are you getting a higher, much higher conversion rate than other people? What what's the what's your secret sauce, so to speak? Yeah. So one thing I've noticed is, um, and I feel like it's a big thing is, mm-hmm. and a lot of these companies too that are training because you know there's so much. There's so many people claiming to do wonders for dental offices and I'm going to increase your full arch acceptance and this and that. And it's like the dentist, they're trying to tell the dentist to sell these cases, which almost becomes a conflict of interest because I'll tell you why. When you're talking about cases that are 20, 30, 40, $50,000 and you have a dentist say, oh yeah, you should do a a full, you know, double hybrid. You should do things. It's it almost becomes, it's like the patient sitting there going, you know, I really want to do this case, but I'm not interested in buying you a porch. Whereas if the dentist looks at the CT scan, evaluates the bone density, says, these are your options. You know, you have the option to either do a denture, um, an overdenture or a fixed hybrid zirconia bridge. Um, and just is like non-biased and just present and explains, you know, the features and benefits of each. And then they come see me um, and I talk to them and tell them. And, and it's also just, it's one of my favorite sayings of all time um, is um, cost is only an issue in the absence of value. Yep. Ever. Yeah. So everything. So, so let mm -hmm. me ask you this then, because I think you're, I think you're on to something. Are you saying like a lot of the, cause there's a lot of doctors out there that only do full arch, right? And they, they don't do any kind of options, right? They're not like, there's even whole surgical centers that are all based off of that. They don't, won't do a fixed denture. They won't do uh, multiple implants. They only do full arch. Is that, are you saying that that is a conflict of interest or could potentially be a conflict of interest because the, it's not really giving the patient the full medical options that they have in this complex scenario is that is that kind of the is that how your brain is kind of processing that um you know it's always like a rule of of thumb and sales you always want to have like more than one option i know a lot of these dso's and clear choice stuff i don't think i think it's a profitability they just don't have the profitability with like doing overdentures and and things like that i think now a lot of them are switching and Mm -hmm. doing those um you know so but yeah i think a hundred percent unequivocally it's better to have more than one option when you're when you're trying to sell a big yeah but speaking speaking medically i and again i'm not an expert on on the medical side or on the clinical side but just as a pit from a patient's perspective if i broke my arm and they were like hey gary you got you got three or four options we can reset it we can put a cast on you know what i mean and they give me i want to know all my options i don't want to just know one of my options or the most expensive option i want to know okay what are each of the options what's the cost and then what's the timeline that I can expect from this as well? Because there's pros and cons to all of those treatments, I imagine. So having those options, I think, is huge. So you feel like that's 
really helps you convert more cases because you are giving people more options? Well, that, yeah. And then, you know, it's, it's, you know, need plus feature equals benefit, right? So it's like, if someone like wants to be able to take out their dentures and clean them, we don't sell lower dentures because a lower denture is a disaster. You always need implants on the bottom. A lower denture is, is a nightmare. It flops all over the place. But if someone wants to be able to have implants and pull them out and clean them, you're not going to recommend an all on four. Like, you know, um, most of the time, you know, because a fixed prosthetic is such a, it's so much, you know, it resembles natural teeth and you have better chewing capability. Most people, you know, will choose that option if they have the means, you know, to, to get there. But yeah, it's definitely good. I feel like to have two options, but you know, you have to talk to the patient, probe them, find out what they're looking for. Um, you know, and then come up. It's kind of like you, do, it's not even like I'm selling something. I'm literally just, it's like a dance we're doing together to figure out the best option and how we're going to get there. I don't, I don't get objections. I don't have someone say, I can't afford that. It's more like, how are we going to get there? Do we need how a yeah. sign or do? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. yeah well, let's you walk have through to that. Overcome so, all the, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off again. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, you overcome the objections. Once you ask for the money, then it becomes really weird. Then you don't want to start overcoming objections. So you have to ask questions throughout the sales presentation. So there's two presentations. There's a clinical when they meet with the doctor, shows them all the options, and then there's a sales presentation. Um, and during the sales presentation, you have to figure out what they're looking for, you know, what they're currently going through, what are their pain points. You have to over, does your wife know that you're here? Is she supportive? Right. So are it's like sneaking around on end, your wife getting dentures without her knowing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's going to alleviate at the end, the patient saying, oh, I have to go talk to my wife. If he says, yep. yes, she's a hundred percent in, she knows I'm doing this. She's, t- you know what I'm saying? Like you, yep. because once you, once you throw it, once you start talking money, it, it becomes weird if there's objections. So do you, so, so number one, so you'd say the number one thing that you credit to, to closing cases for you is that you have options. What would be a number two? Is it financial options or is it really just working through the objections prior to them presenting them? I wouldn't say the number one thing is, I wouldn't say the number one thing is that I have options. I'd say the number one thing for me, if you had to ask me that question, um, how I've been able to do so well in this field is I'd say my ability to really connect with the patient and make them understand that I'm trying to help them. Um, you you have to think about people versus profit. You have to put them first. And you, it's like there's a saying like people, what's the saying? Like people don't care what they know, but they, what's, okay, now I, I totally lost the saying. I think uh, people don't They're, buy from who they know, they buy from who they like. Is that, is that well, it? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's people don't care what you know. They, they, people, <laughs> I totally oh, people, I know which one you're but talking no, about. People don't care what they, what you know, they care if you care about. They, yeah. Something like okay, that. Right? That's yeah. what we're trying to get. It sounds yeah. like that. But um, no, it's, I heard something and this is actually from my father and he said something that kind of resonated with me. And he said, you know, um, people will forget what you do for them but they will never forget how you make them feel. Yeah. And so it's, it's, you ask, you know, how am I successful? Obviously I have 20 years of sales, sales management, sales training experience. I have the passion of dentistry, but I figured out what works. Right. So it's like, I see a lot of these like 
I'm not going to name names, but these big institutions, like other marketing companies doing these big, you know, <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> and I've seen them actually critiquing like a sales presentation and the things that they're telling these doctors to do. It's like, it's so off, like find out how much money they have up front. Like that's the last thing you should be focused on is money. Like the money will come. Yeah. Don't focus on money. Focus yeah. on helping the patient, you know? So funny. Yeah, I, I I always tell people like our kind of motto is just in general, my motto in life is like try to help other people get what they want. And generally speaking, you'll get what you want, but you got to focus on the other people first. And so, yeah, if it's, you always focus on money, then everything's always going to be about money. And that causes a lot of problems. The other thing is, is if you're just in this business or any business just for money, um, you'll probably, you might be able to get it. You might be able to get the money, but it's not. It's, it, I look at money as a byproduct of doing things the right way. If you do things the right way, whatever you do, does, it could be dental marketing, it could be a case acceptance you know, uh, expert, or it could be a con- working on a construction site. If you do a good job and you always have a, a, a level of excellence that you're trying to achieve, money is just a byproduct that shows you that you're on the right path, right? Is that, is that kind of how you think of it as well? Exactly. And if you listen to someone like Jeff Bezos, like if you've ever listened to like what he talks about, like what his biggest vision for Amazon was, his number one thing always is be like client centric, like customer service, customer service, customer service. Make it easy, right? Um, Just make it easy. Make it so like almost you don't even recognize that you're dealing with a middleman when you're buying all this stuff. Exactly. And that's another thing that we do here at New Day Smile. It's like, because I know if I promise these people that they should be choosing us over the other 10 offices they go to, like we are the ones they need to come to. If there's something that goes wrong, guess who they come to? They come to me. So it's like, that's one thing, you know, my dad instilled in this. He said, we're a people practice that happens to do dentistry. So we just take really good we don't nickel and dime people we don't we don't try to upsell people we have our own lab so that's what one thing you know dr valid has opened a lab so the profit is you know once you start doing a lot of arches that's definitely something that you know doctors should do yeah because the profit you know and then yeah and then just the communication because you know you have you have this the clinical presentation the sales presentation then the execution so you have to, you know, when they come into the office, you have to all be professionals. You have to, people can tell, you have to know your stuff. You have to be trained. You have to be, you have to be organized. You have to have systems in place. So, so that's really important too. Yeah. So we, you, you said earlier that there's some people in the industry that kind of focus on the wrong areas. What are some other things that you've kind of seen in the industry that have become standard practice, but you know that it's really not probably the right thing to get the kind of results that you guys are getting? Um, yeah, I would say the main thing, um, is like we had talked about, like not understanding and like, even I was listening to one of your podcasts earlier and, and a doctor was talking about different things that were important and, you know, it's never mentioned like this, the sales part of it, which is like, if you can't sell these cases, you're not going to do them. You can be the best surgeon in the world. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, so understanding like how valuable and, and, and compensating, <laughs> you find the right person. Yeah. yeah. You, you pay them because, you know, if that person were to leave, it could, 
it could be catastrophic for your practice. So, so uh, I teach that too, like the, how you compensate. I mean, it's, it's very, you know, bonus and, you know, it's a, you know, a base plus cushion yeah. and then you work your way up and, 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 but, um, what are some other things that, that, that they're doing wrong is maybe try one thing that, that, that blows my mind is all these, a lot of these doctors are really focused on opening multiple locations, um, and missing so much money that they could be making in the practice that they currently have. Right. So it's like, it's kind of like, it's interesting when my dad was practicing, you couldn't even own more than one practice. It was illegal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And now it's like, it's kind of like, I know the DSOs and all that stuff, but, no. but yeah, it's like, there's so much, uh, missed opportunity and probably a lot of these offices that, that they could be made with less overhead. Right. Cause anytime yeah. you open another practice, it's more overhead. So. It's more overhead. Yeah. It's more so, fixed cost. Yeah. And a lot of people mix because there's, there's growth, but there's different ways to grow. There's growth by, um, addition. So adding more cost, more labor, more buildings, more rent, more marketing, more everything. Or there's growth by um, optimization, which is almost never adding more labor. It's actually usually cutting back a little bit on labor, cutting, adding more systems, adding more uh, processes, adding more AI or different tools and things like that. And it's amazing what you can do when you, when you really focus on optimization. The other thing that I've seen really popular, I would love your thoughts on it. Um, and, and it's okay if you don't have an opinion on it. I'm seeing a lot more people doing like the hub and spoke model where they'll have one specialty office at the middle and then they have mm-hmm. like two or three GP offices around it um, mm-hmm. where the GP off and then they market for GP only. And then they, the, the GP patients come in, which is much cheaper than marketing for full arch. And then they, as full arch opportunities come in, they refer back to themselves. Have you, have you kind of seen people doing that? Well, yeah. So that's, <laughs> it's funny that you asked that because Dr. Valadez has, <laughs> this office, which is our implant center. And then he has two GP offices. <laughs> ah, okay, so, perfect. but yeah, but, um, it's a little interesting. We're trying to kind of figure that out where we could get, we're, we're in the process of doing that where they could, you know, it's like when you have, when you have two other offices and two other managers and they all kind of bonus on their own, you know, it's, it's sometimes hard to get that whole like referral system working perfectly, um, together. But yeah, yeah, I have seen that and that, that works well. Um, we kind of do it opposite. We do most of our marketing for full arch and then um, they just do like digital marketing and stuff for GP, but in a perfect world. And that's, we just hired a new manager and, and one of the other GP practices. So, and then we're going to bring in like an oral surgeon to do, you know, if we have to do, we don't do zygomatic implants here, but we do sinus lifts, but yeah. So we're trying to get that whole but that's, I think, yeah, that could be really successful. And if you have a good referral system and that, that could be great. So Stacey, this is number one, you're really good. And number two, um, I could, we could probably talk for a lot longer. Would you mind if I, agree. I and would you mind if I sometime, <laughs> and it doesn't have to be soon. I know you're busy and you have like work to do. And I know you also don't directly benefit from this. I know you're just doing this, like literally out of the goodness of your heart to help other people. So would you be okay if sometime in the future, I scheduled like an hour conversation that we could talk more in depth about like your patient journey and those kind of things. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Thank you so much. Like really, really, really most people who are in your position do not do what you're doing right now because, and I get it because they're like, I'm busy. I'm closing cases. 
we're growing. We're make, why would I tell everybody else? But there's so much, there's so many people out there that are trying to do this and their, their teams are getting trashed and every, everybody in the process is just like, it's all broken. And so I'm so thankful that someone like yourself like takes the time and go, no, 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 guys, you can do it. It's just hard, right? There's a lot of moving parts to it. So I, I really appreciate you coming on and doing this. No problem. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. I look forward to talking to you soon. Awesome. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you.